Credits and tributes to the five men killed on board the Titan sub. Killed in what US officials say was a catastrophic implosion. The family of the British explorer Hamish Harding said he was a loving husband, a dedicated father and a legend who lived for his next adventure. And relatives of the Surrey businessman Shahzada Daywood and his 19-year-old son Suleiman described their unimaginable loss. Now, the other two men on board were the former French Navy diver and renowned explorer Paul Henry Najolet and the CEO of OceanGate, Stockton Rush. The U.S. Navy has said it detected sounds consistent with an implosion shortly after the sub lost contact. Search teams found debris from the sub thousands of meters below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. It ends, of course, an international five-day search for the submersible, which had been on an expedition to the wreckage of the Titanic. Our North America correspondent, Nomi Iqbal, has been following the developments. After days of searching, officials have discovered the remains of the Ocean Gate submersible near to the site of the Titanic wreck, bringing this story to a tragic end. The Titan submersible lost contact on Sunday, an hour and 45 minutes after it began its dive into the Atlantic Ocean to explore the remains of the Titanic. For days, an international rescue operation worked around the clock, searching a vast area of the ocean, trying to find this tiny vessel before the crew inside ran out of oxygen. Some felt there was a glimmer of hope on Wednesday when the Canadian Coast Guard detected underwater noises in the search area. But on Thursday, a remote underwater vehicle found debris from the submersible on the ocean floor near to the Titanic wreck. Officials confirmed this awful discovery indicated there was a catastrophic implosion from the pressure of the ocean water above Experts believe that that may have killed the crew instantly. OceanGate said in a statement the men were true explorers who shared a distinct spirit of adventure and a deep passion for exploring and protecting the world's oceans. Well, our North America correspondent Jessica Parker has been in Boston, about 900 miles from that site. And we're speaking to her a little bit earlier on. I'm here in Boston, as you say, and this is where the Coast Guard HQ is based. And I've seen over the last five days more and more people from the media arriving as this story drew international attention. And of course, the nationalities of, of those on board were of an international uh, background. So that's possibly partly why. But then, of course, also the fact that this was a journey down to try and see uh, the wreckage of the Titanic, the most famous shipwreck in the world, that likely also drew some attention as well. But after five days of searching, obviously it has now come to a, a tragic end, uh, the news that we heard from the Coast Guard uh, earlier today here in Boston, that they had found a debris not far from the Titanic uh, shipwreck. Also that interesting news though as well that it emerged actually after the press conference with the Coast Guard so we couldn't ask them about this but that there had been some sounds consistent with the sound of implosion detected uh, by the Navy on Sunday shortly after uh, the vessel had lost contact with its mothership and that had been passed on as information to the Coast Guard. That's the first time that we had heard uh, about this but it didn't seem to deter the operation here from not just really trying to carry out a search and rescue but pulling in resources from all over the world. 
Yes. What more do we know about this? We understand it's a, 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 a what a series of of secret sensors under the ocean that detected these sounds. So typically these sorts of sensors can be in the ocean to look out, for example, for activity in the seas around a country's uh, waters as a security measure. We don't know, though, a great deal of detail. This has come out via an unnamed um, Navy official. What we're told is that it wasn't certain what the sound was, and as I mentioned, that they passed the information on to um, the Coast Guard. Now, of course, though, uh, this search um, and rescue attempt and operation, there was just a lot of hope there. There was hope from families, hope from friends of the men on board, and actually officials here talked about how they didn't want to give up in this attempt to find the vessel either. And then you'll remember um, in the last few days there were these reports separately of banging noises potentially, and there was speculation that maybe the vessel was in fact intact and were the men trying to alert the authorities as to their location. Of course, sadly, in the end, it turned out that the vessel was uh, no longer intact. It seems fairly certain that the implosion did at least occur before the sensors that were put in the water by the search and rescue operation because um, what the Coast Guard have said is over the last 72 hours or so they haven't heard anything consistent with the, the sound of an implosion. So it does seem it did happen some time ago, possibly around the time um, that uh, the Titan submersible lost contact. But we don't know for sure exactly mm. what has happened and why. And now one imagines there will be work to try and find that out. Well, the director of the 1997 film Titanic, James Cameron, who is in fact an expert on submersibles, has said there may need to be further regulation of the industry. He's been speaking to our science editor, Rebecca Morell. You've been down to the Titanic wreck site many times. And you've been yeah. even deeper. You did the first solo dive to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And you, you came out and saw my sub before I made that dive and I took you through the whole project. You even, you even sat inside it, so you kind of know what it feels like to be inside it. And that sub went to three times Titanic depth, quite literally, uh, safely, I'd like to point out. You know, when, when people go down to a place like Titanic as, a, let's call it a citizen explorer, right? I don't like tourists. I think somebody that's willing to spend that kind of money and do that kind of preparation and devote weeks of their life, they're a citizen explorer. Um, if They shouldn't have to worry about the vehicle that they're in. Worry about Titanic, because it's a, it's a dangerous site, you know, for entanglement and collapse. You could have a structural collapse on the sub. You know, it's a very dangerous site, but understand the risks agree to those risks but but don't be in a situation where you haven't been told about the risks of the actual platform that you're diving in there in the 21st century there shouldn't be any risks we've managed to make it through 60 years from 1960 until today 63 years without a fatality in most people don't know this no fatalities no major accidents in deep submergence there were a couple of fatalities with very shallow operating subs in the in the late 60s, but that's longer ago than the time from, you know, the Wright brothers at Kitty Hawk to to the first 747s flying. So you can imagine there's been a lot of development in between. So, you know, one of the saddest aspects of this is how preventable 
it really was, you know, and, and that to me is the, the greatest heartbreak of the whole thing. Well, I, I wanted to ask about that because, I mean, you, you know a lot of about submersibles having designed your own one, but safety concerns had been raised with... Absolutely. And they should be raised. They should be raised because they cut corners. They, they, they used unproven experimental technology on a sub that took passengers. And to me, that's inexcusable. And they were uncertified. And they knew that cert the certification process would not approve the technologies that they adopted. I think it's fine to be an innovator. You know, the sub that, that you sat in, that, that we built and that I operated to the, to the deepest place on the planet, was an experimental craft. I own it. It was not certified. It was an experimental craft. Just like, you know, the Mercury and Gemini and Apollo rockets were experimental craft. They weren't certified, but they weren't taking passengers either. You know, I think the second that you create a business model around asking people for a quarter of a million dollars to take them to some place, you have to ensure their safety. You have to jump through every possible hoop and you have to listen to the consensus in the engineering community. You know, I, I would submit that there's a terrible irony here. Here we have at the, at the wreck of Titanic, we now have another wreck that is based on, unfortunately, the same principles of not heeding warnings. Ocean Gate were warned. They had people working internally, apparently, that, that basically quit. They had some of us, I wasn't involved directly, but there were some of us in the deep submergence community that got together and wrote a letter to them saying, we believe that you are going on a path to catastrophe. That's a rough quote, something like that. And we all have, you know, a concern here because it will be a setback for the deep submergence community because of this, because of the you know, the, the poor, let's call it poor choices. I don't want to say reckless, but let's say poor choices that were made. 